Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. So I've been thinking about how as a little kid, I used to love this summer reading list. And so I thought it would be fun to create a reading list for you of five of my favorite um, resources, books for new Christians, new believers, but it's also really good just overall. I think these books are excellent for all believers. And so I wanted to do that today and I hope that this will be a fun and supportive episode. So I'm going to share with you five of my favorite books for new Christians. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about a personal story about where you start in your believer journey with the people who you resonate with and the teachers and the authors and things like that, where you start is probably not where you're going to end up and why that is a really good thing. So let's get into it. So before I share, I want to remind you that you can go and look at the show notes. They're linked underneath wherever you're listening to this. And I recommend that you look there because then you can see the visuals of the book covers and I write a little bit more about why I enjoy each of the books. And there's also a bonus that I'm not going to talk about here that's in the show notes only. And it's a bonus of my favorite devotional, especially for people if you're a little bit like me where you're not really a devotional person. I love this devotional for us and just everyone in general. And then my second um, bonus suggestion is for people who are into apologetics. Um, I have recently been really kind of diving deeper into this and I have loved this book recommendation. So that is the second bonus. I know apologetics won't necessarily be something that everyone will be interested in or necessarily what I would recommend for maybe a new believer, but um, I have that bonus um, suggestion in the notes. So you can go click over to that and see what those are all about. So let's jump into, um, before we kind of talk about the five favorite books on our book list, I really want to talk about this idea and share a little story with you about where you start in your journey with finding the authors and the pastors or the YouTube channel people or the whatever, all these people that you're learning from, thankfully, because of this precious invention called the internet, um, where you start with that is not necessarily where you're going to end up. And I think that is a really good thing. And I'm going to share a story with you right now about that. So when I first started, I guess I would say that I was like pre pre saved, right? I wasn't yet um, saved, but I was, um, I felt like God was prepping me. And so one of the very first people and I, I'm only saying this name of this teacher, because um, it's so different from what I would choose for myself or recommend today, knowing what I know. But it, I wouldn't have known that without studying 
and reading some of the books and following the podcast of this guy. So I followed, I, as I was kind of like be in the process of getting prepared, I guess, God was sort of preparing me and he was stepping me into what would be next or what I'd be stepping into. And um, I came across Rob Bell. And although he's like an ex-pastor and he has like a huge following and I read his book, What is the Bible? And I learned a lot from it. There was so much in the book that I just didn't know. And so I find value in that. And so what I want to share with you here about that is not, I'm not bashing the guy (laughs) I think he is a great communicator and a great teacher. He's just not where I ended up, right? Um, I found that a lot of his teachings were really resonant with New Agers. And for me, that especially now is a red flag. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And so this is the thing that I want to say is that regardless of who you are called to or interested in, especially as a new believer, because there's just so much to learn and understand. Um, You start with the breadcrumbs of what is in front of you. And later on, the Holy Spirit will gift you with discernment and wisdom of where ultimately what good theology is, what good teachers are biblically sound, and really kind of like referencing the Bible. Um, So for me, that's one of the things I think is just really important is knowing that you're going to grow and you're going to change on this journey and to give yourself grace and to not stress too much about oh is this person biblically sound is this person like teaching like self-help or new age Um, should I worry about that really it will come out over time, the more that you understand your own theology on what, what you believe and where you're headed, the Holy Spirit will truly, truly help move you away from teachers that you don't resonate with anymore or that you, you know, don't necessarily need to be um, like investing time into. And you will eventually over time understand what's important to you, what your values are as a Christian. And you will find really great teachers and speakers and communicators and podcasters and um, YouTube people and pastors and churches, all this stuff. You will find it through the lengthening process of discernment that we are gifted from the Holy Spirit. So don't stress too much about it. And I do want to say again, like I'm not bashing who I first was opened up to this idea of learning a little bit about the Bible. It was just that I was still in new age and I didn't, and I was interested in the topics that he was speaking about and, and teaching about. Um, But over time, God shifted me into a different direction and the way that I wanted to learn Um, and the way that my theology was different from his. And so um, that was eye-opening, that was useful to me, and that was helpful to me. And so although I wouldn't recommend him today um, necessarily, I did find a lot of value in his book um, and what I learned from him as, you know, overall as a teacher and um, in that point 
in the season of my Christian faith that I was very slowly stepping into. So I hope that that makes sense. I'm not a person that likes to kind of um, point fingers and um, say, oh, this this is a heretic or this is a bad teacher. Don't follow them. I don't, I know there's like so much clickbait on YouTube around that. And I don't necessarily think that that's helpful. I think what's important is that you start to figure out for yourself what your theology is, what you believe. You know, we have the salvific core doctrine of what is needed to be known and understood and chosen by us to be saved, right? And then there's like the non-salvific topics like um, and these are like the things usually that Christians disagree on right like end times um, like should women like what's what's your stance on women and leadership should women be pastors or should women be elders or should women hold any sort of leadership um, power inside of the church that kind of thing there there's all kinds of like non-salvific um, things that the Holy Spirit can kind of lead us towards Um, discerning and asking ourselves questions on. And of course, when you have those specific um, questions that the Holy Spirit is like pressing in on you that you want to go and deepen with, then yes, you're going to find very specific um, teachers and you're kind of going to go down that rabbit hole uh, of exploring and experiencing it for yourself, right? And I think that that's really healthy and good because again, where you start in that journey of, let's say, you're exploring, studying Revelation, or you're learning more about end times and eschatology, right? You might not start, like you might start with a certain book or a certain teacher, but that's not necessarily maybe where you'll end up and what you'll believe in the long run. And that is all really important and helpful, I think, as a believer, that um, there's like this grace, there's this place of where we start and where we ultimately end up, and they're different, but all parts of the process are valuable. And so I hope that's something that you kind of take into your heart if you are kind of um, maybe not beating yourself up, but maybe you're questioning, oh, I don't know, like if you're, let's say it this way, if you're scared or nervous or kind of resisting even starting to learn, um, I would say that, you know, like to lean into learning, to lean into grabbing a book, and it's okay if, you know, something comes out later where you've changed your mind about a person or a teacher or, or a way of believing something about your theology that's not related to your salvation, okay? I'm probably going to do another episode talking about what are the salvation topics? What are the things that the core doctrine that we believe as followers of Jesus Christ? And then what are the non-salvific things that maybe we are, um, those are kind of like the topics that we get to dive into and just be curious about. And that's one of the things I think is so fun about the Christian faith is that there are so many things that we can kind of go down and deep with and explore Um but that we can disagree as believers um, on these topics because they aren't necessarily rooted in um, whether we are saved and will be going to heaven, right? So 
I wanted to put that out there, something to noodle on and to think about a little bit. And um, yeah, so with that being said, I want to share five of the books that I just really love for Christians in general, but especially new Christians, because um, they all offer something really special and different. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to offer up, um, because these are in general five of the main core areas that I think are really helpful for us to learn about as new Christians. And so I have one book recommendation for each of these subject areas. So one book suggestion for learning and applying the Ten Commandments, one book for basic theology, which just means what and why you believe what you do, another book for God's purpose for your life, another book for learning about fear of God, and the last is a book about prayer. Okay, so first off is the book about learning and applying the Ten Commandments, and this book is called Ten Words to Live By by Jen Wilkin. I love the way that Jen is such a biblically sound and strong Bible teacher. I learn so much from her every time that I pick up a book from her or read a blog post or listen to one of her podcasts. Um, it's This is just such a really good book for, especially for new believers, but I think this book is really good for all of us because, I mean, if I were to quiz you right now and ask you to name the Ten Commandments, could you? And most of us would say, no way. I can't, I think I know a few of them, but I don't know all of them. And so I just felt like I was circling and highlighting so much of what Jen was writing in this book. And um, I resonated with, especially with chapter two. So for if, if you're an ex-New Ager and you're listening to this, definitely recommend getting this book. And especially all, honestly, all of the chapters are great, but especially chapter two for new, for ex-New Agers on idol worship. Um, there were so many things that the way that Jen shared it and taught it just clicked in a new way for me, and I learned so much. So I just really think that this is a really valuable book that you will continue to go back to, recommend to friends. It's just a, such a solid book on the Ten Commandments. Also, something for visual learners, if you if that's you, um, there's also a free 10-day video devotional that you can get that goes along with each chapter of the book and each commandment. And so I linked that in the show notes um, where you can get that for free. And I just felt like going through that was just an added bonus of really sinking into and learning in a deeper way, what Jen was teaching throughout the book. The next book is um, for the topic of theology, what you believe and why you believe it. And so <clears throat> I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a huge fan of Felicia Masonheimer, and I love her book, Every Woman, a Theologian. This book is so solid. It's so good. She has an amazing podcast. If you don't know her or know about her. I really want to um, open your eyes and heart to her because she is so generous in the amount of breakdowns and teachings uh, and blog posts and podcasts that she offers for free. And so I really enjoyed being a part of her um, when she did a launch for her book. So obviously I pre-ordered it and 
um, I was just so excited. I don't know. I had been excited, this excited for a book to come out just because when I was, when I found out about her earlier on, um, into being a believer, I binged her podcast because there was just so much information. And what I love about her is that she gives the facts and the information and she teaches you in a really grounded way. And what I like about her style is that she gives all of the information that you need in order for you to make your own decision of what you believe and why you believe it. So there's no sort of like agenda or her swaying you to believe what she believes on certain um, aspects of theology, which I just super appreciate because sometimes it can be hard to figure out. And one of the things that can be helpful, honestly, as you move forward and um, what you do believe, like let's say you're a certain denomination. If you're reading a book by Tim Keller, you know that he has a Presbyterian background, right? So that he's a Calvinist. And so if you're not a Calvinist, then you might want to know that before you start to read his um, books or you listen to any of his sermons online. It's just really helpful for us to understand where a teacher, where a pastor, where a minister, where a priest, whatever your denomination or um, what side of the line you are, whether you're Catholic or or Protestant, um, what you are going to kind of like pick up on from the teachers. And so although Felicia talks about her beliefs and her denominational faith and, and all of that, um, she gives you that up front, which I just so appreciate because sometimes it can just be clouded and confusing, especially when we're trying to figure out, okay, from what lens is this teacher teaching me? And so I think that everyone will benefit from this book. Every woman a theologian, it's just so good. Um, she goes through and breaks down each of the doctrines of the faith. So she talks about scripture, God, God, creation, um, Christ, salvation, the Holy Spirit, the church, and the doctrine of last things. And every part of this is just so helpful. But you could pick up this book and you could say like you're going through and really focusing on learning about the Holy Spirit. You could just really dive into that chapter and, you know, sit in that for a bit. And I find that that way of reading this book is also very, very helpful. The next topic is God's purpose for your life. This is a huge topic, and so I decided to choose for this one Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. I think that this is such a huge book. I know it's one of the most best-selling books of all time, which is incredible. On the book cover itself, it says that over 35 million have been sold. That's a huge number, and it's definitely more since that cover, I'm sure. Um, I started to listen to some of Pastor Warren's um, sermons, um, following him on YouTube, after all of the scandal and the drama of him and his church being kicked out of the SBC. And if you don't know what that means, it's the Su Southern Baptist Convention. So um, he got kicked out for ordaining women pastors. And so it's a big, that in itself, women in leadership in the church is just such a big topic. And remember, it's a non-salvific topic. So we can argue about it as Christians or hopefully not argue, but discuss kindly <laughs> with one another about these issues that 
don't relate to our salvation, but I think sometimes we just get so caught up in the drama of it that, um, yeah, it becomes a big thing. So that was happening online. I'm sure that you could go look it up and learn more for yourself if that's something you want to hear about and how he was standing up for women and leadership and how he believes that women have the right to be pastors and he was ordaining women. And that's ultimately what got his church kicked out of the SBC. Um, and so I, he, his name was coming up a lot. And then of course his book was coming up a lot. And so I decided to finally buy the book and it was just so nourishing. It was such a good, um, representation of like a good solid pastor who believes in the bible and that for me is just number one i think it's number one for me because coming out of the new age new age is so mysterious and convoluted and it does feel so much like it's um like a game of telephone where it like one person gets the message and then you know 10 people down the line it's completely different and anytime in the new age that I had a question or I, or I had a question specifically about like where practice came from or the lineage behind it, there were never real true answers. And so I love that Rick Warren in his book um, gives so many scripture references, so many. And I love that so much. And I think it made me love um, his teachings and this book even more. Um, and I don't know, it's just such a good book. It's it's a good book. It makes sense why um, it's such a popular book and has kind of like taken over um, with the, like not even just Christians, but secular people too. Um, it's just such like a value rich book. And maybe you've heard of it before. Maybe this is a brand new book for you, but I definitely recommend getting The Purpose Driven Life if you're someone who is curious about um, you and your relationship with God and your purpose. Because each of the... So in the book itself, um, the author breaks down the five purposes of your life. And so purpose number one is you were planned for God's pleasure. Purpose number two is you were formed for God's family. Purpose number three is you were created to become like Christ. Purpose number four is you were shaped for serving God. And purpose number five, you were made for a mission. And I just learned so much through each of these purposes. And I love that there was a framework to understand and just to feel more connected in with God and his purpose for me and just to feel more obedient and close to him in my heart. And it just felt really good. It didn't feel new agey. It didn't feel self-helpy at all. It was really focused around the Lord and my relationship with him um, as I was reading. And so that's why I recommend this book for you. Okay. The next book is The Awe of God. And this is covers the topic of the fear of God. So the fear of God is, um, is a theme and a um, a, a thought and a focus that I heard so much um, when I was a new believer and I didn't understand what it meant. And so I really recommend this book, The Awe of God by Pastor John Bevere, because he really embodies, like he embodies in his ministry, the fear of God, which I love. He's so passionate about this topic. And I think, um, 
now when I think of the fear of God and where I would send someone to learn more about this, if this is um, a focus for you that you want to deepen into, I would absolutely recommend John Bevere. Um, I would also recommend that he and his wife have a podcast, and I have linked one of the really great episodes they did about the fear of the Lord. Um, And I think that that would also be a nice supplement if you're not sure if you want to get the book to listen to the podcast first, um, that episode I linked because um, he just really helps you to tap into this idea of being obedient to the Lord. And I know that that can be kind of like a an uncomfortable topic. I don't know why. I guess it's just like in the West, we don't want to feel like we're being obedient or being told what to do. Um, and so I think the Holy Spirit does beautiful things in our spirits with unwinding that if that is a part of maybe your resistance to really fully surrendering to Jesus. But I found that there was just so much that I learned um, in this book um, about the fear of the Lord. And I wanted to just um, read something that he said in that podcast where he says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord leads to long life. The fear of the Lord eradicates all other fear. And I just think that that's so beautiful. I really did learn so much. What I liked about this book is that it's kind of set up where you could read it, you know, obviously as a regular book, but you could also read it as um, a 40-day devotional, which is really nice. So if you want to go into it in a slow way and every day kind of take in um, the steps that he's leading you through. There are also some really good reflection questions in the book that I really appreciate as well. Okay, and then the next one is the subject is prayer. There are so many great books about prayer, right? I bet you can list quite a few. I have two other favorite prayer books that I'm not mentioning here, but I wanted to mention this one, and it's called The Circle Maker. This one's pretty popular. It's a New York Times bestseller. Um, it's by Pastor Mark Batterson, and <laughs> there is there are some things that are a little funny to me when reading this. Um, I personally think this pastor can come off a, like a little bit of a bro, where um, <laughs> he and I'm, I'm not saying this to be mean or anything. It's just that um, he does like talk so much about prayers being answered around money, and to me that just reminds me of like bro marketing. Um, and so if that's kind of a thing where you're going to be like rolling your eyes and be like, oh, I don't know if I can get past that. I really do still recommend this book because I learned a lot from him around prayer. There were so many things, so many notes that I took in reading this book. And I definitely know that it's a book that I'm going to keep going back to. Um, and here's one of the insights that I got from this book. One thing I loved that he mentioned was about God's grace and power and how we often put limits on God, but we should not be putting limits on God because God is all-powerful, all-knowing, right? Um, No prayer request is too small for God, right? We know he can do it. We don't know if he will do it, but we can pray with holy confidence. That was one of the takeaways that I got from the book, one of the many, um, and I just felt that that was so, that was that was a really good takeaway because, uh, I mean, how often do we limit ourselves 
just in our lives and regular day to day, but are we also limiting ourselves with God? Do we really think like, oh, I shouldn't pray for that, or I I have been praying for this for 10 years, so what's the point? It's just not going to happen. God has made his answer, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think that it can be really nourishing and helpful for us to kind of unwind from us making the decision instead of allowing God to make those decisions for us and his ultimate judgment, right? And, and choices for our lives. And so I really have been enjoying deepening my prayer life. And this book is a result of that. I have taken some of the the aspects of what I've learned in this book and really just kind of been applying them slowly. And, um, yeah, I've really been feeling it in a good way. So I might talk a little bit more in another episode when I do a specific episode just on prayer. Um, talk this out a little bit more of some of the key things that I really learned because there really were so many things that I enjoyed about this book. Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. Those are the five books that I recommend for all believers, new believers, new Christians, um, I hope that they'll, they're helpful. I hope that they're maybe something that you've been thinking about purchasing and reading or going to the library and taking out um, because I do find that these are really helpful, solid books um, that get you started um, as a believer, um, especially Felicia Masonheimer and Jen Wilkins' book. If you're going to pick one or two off of this list, those books are incredible. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that. All of them are, made, are like have a favorite spot in my heart for certain different reasons um so yeah if there is just like a basic theology that you're looking for and you just have questions about what it is you learn i would definitely recommend you um start with felicia masonheimer's book and um really kind of just strengthen and understand for yourself um what you believe and why that's that's like the core right that's the most important thing but what's really fun about being a christian is that there's so much for us to learn there are so many avenues and alleyways and subjects and um, places that we can tap into to really learn about um yeah the salvific and then the non-salvific um topics that are just so fun to explore and to understand and um yeah first it's all about getting those salvation uh doctrines strong and steady in what you believe and really trusting and having faith in those and then from there you can kind of branch off to these other topic areas would be my advice if you are struggling and you don't really know where to begin that's what i would do and that's why i would choose felicia's book first if you are like ah i'm all over the place i don't really know where to begin begin there because she gives the breakdown of every doctrine of being a christian and that will get you very rooted and solid in your beliefs and your foundations and then you can kind of spread your wings and learn more from there so i hope that that's helpful go over to the show notes where you can see the bonus um, my favorite devotional and bonus number two, my favorite apologetics book. Um, for those who've been, um, 
tapping into that a little bit more. I hope this is helpful. I hope that this feels a little bit fun for you um, in reminiscing. Maybe you have kiddos who have summer reading lists or maybe you remember um, your summer reading lists and maybe you were like me and you're like, yes, I've got all these books to read. Or maybe you were like an eye roller and like, oh, I hate to read it. I want to go play and do other things. <laughs> I totally uh, get that. But um, yeah, so I hope that these were good for you and I have... A good update coming in the podcast next week. So make sure that you tune in for that. And in the meantime, I just love you so much. I'm so grateful for your listening. Um, if you enjoy these episodes, I'd really appreciate if you would share this podcast with a friend who would enjoy it. Um, that would be the best thing ever. And I'm so grateful for your reviews and listening to these episodes if you have anything you would like me to cover or a question, you know that you can always email me info at elizacc.com. I would love to see your name in my inbox. Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.